Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 38 as we wrap up the third week of July. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron alongside Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey Mark. Hey Jeff. Boy, it uh, really feels like summer has settled in, Mark. We've now had, let's see, four days in July where we've hit 90 or above and seven days this this summer at 90 or above. So starting to get more heat out there and we've now gone 15 days in a row without measurable rain and it looks like we're probably going to extend that to at least three weeks. Uh, so a pretty decent dry streak going, but yeah, we're we're essentially in the warmest and driest part of the summer, and yeah, yeah it's definitely feeling that way. Yeah, the uh, the Nelson Pool, our little uh, four foot deep pool, is uh, it's up to eighty two degrees. It's been kind of hovering uh, around. I, it, there's that stable month from mid July to mid August where, assuming we have normal weather, it just doesn't change much. So that tells you, you know, nights are comfortable. Daytime temps, yeah, kind of we get on the edge of hot and then it cools off a few degrees. But yeah, it's really nice, the reliable weather. So the garden's going well and uh, hopefully your stuff is, is doing well on the on the Forgeron Ranch as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I got a couple apple trees. They're younger than your apple trees and mm-hmm. those branches, the branches are starting to bend lower and lower and lower. So we're starting to get some healthy apples on the trees and we're, we're frequently gar- uh, watering the garden now. It's, it's getting pretty oh, dry yeah. out there. Really dry. Um, it's amazing. Jeff, how can you have, how can we have 15, 20 inches of rain in a few months, depending on your location, of course. And then here I'm suddenly watering constantly. Isn't That's always amazing to me how we just have those two to three months of totally dry after all that rain. And every year it happens. Pretty much reliably dry during the middle part of summer. That's, I feel yeah. like that's how you describe it to us. Yes. Reliably dry. Even though I can't say reliably. I think yeah, I, got I know. It. There we go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think the big story, of course, is that we are looking at a relatively uh, extreme heat wave, I guess you could describe it as. It won't be nearly as extreme as the June 2021 heat wave that we experienced here in the Northwest. But That's good. Uh, this looks like it's going to be the longest duration heat wave and could feature uh, the hottest temperatures that we've had so far this year. So I think that's going to be the big thing that we're going to focus on here in this podcast, um, just trying to bring as much awareness to uh, our viewers as possible regarding this heat wave. And uh, Mark, I know you've been working on the forecast. So what are your, what are your latest thoughts? And uh, we'll go ahead and kind of get into the nitty gritty. You know, a big thing with TV is we, uh, we try to keep it simple for one. um, And we try to kind of break it down. You can, we can say there's a heat wave coming and then somebody will say, well, is it going to be humid this time? Um, Will it be, uh, how hot will it be? Are we going to break records? I think the big message after I made the forecast today, and you know, this goes back the last few days, you know, we've been keeping an eye on the heat wave coming up. Um, This is going to be a long duration heat wave, not extreme. Now, when I say not extreme, I mean, not extreme with the actual numbers. I'd be shocked right now if we get above like 103 degrees. Right now, we don't see that. So, and of course, last summer really messed us up, right, Jeff? I mean, it was weird that last night somebody mentioned that on air, I said, oh, we may only be up around 105 or 106. I mean, any other year until last year, we would have said, wow, that is like extreme, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I, I think it'd be right as of this moment, I, I just think above 103 would be um, pretty unlikely. But it looks like this is just going to go on big upper level ridge, just gradually builds in over us Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and seems to want to stick around in one form or another through the end of next week. So all of next work week, I think we're going to be at least 95. And there's a very good chance we hit 100 once, twice or three times in there. So 95 to 100 for at least four days next week. And we'll probably start in the low 90s Sunday. 
And, and I think that's the main message. And two other main messages, I guess, would be one is we don't get a dry east wind with this heat wave. The way the upper level high is, it's kind of right over the top of us. So we don't see easterly flow at the surface. So when that happens, uh, we tend to not be quite as dry as many of our heat waves. So there is a possibility, especially in the second part of the heat wave, we start to get a little bit of that marine moisture creeping inland in with the hot weather. So I've seen setups where the dew point starts to really go up, you know, like into the 60s. If that happens, yuck, that's when the nights really warm up as well. So a lot of warm nights are on the way and a lot of hot days. My, my gut feeling, Jeff, what did I say before we started? I think I said... I bet, you know, in a week and a half from now, by the, the last day or two of July, the 30th and 31st, that last weekend, I bet you a lot of people are going to be cranky and saying, um, okay, I'm done with summer, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got this mixed population where people are all about the heat because we know it's only around for a couple of months at a time. Sure. Or or you've got the other group that, yeah, just cannot wait for the rain and the cold and the, the fall foliage. Um, I fall under category two. Um, I think I I know you like a little bit of warmth though, Mark, because you've been bit. out here for your whole life. Um, but I think uh, we we tend to focus so much on these daytime highs. Uh, but I think we really need to you know emphasize what you were just describing. If we do sure. end up getting a little bit more humidity, I think already we're going to have elevated overnight lows, and that that's a dangerous thing. Um, you might think to yourself, well, why is a 68-degree temperature dangerous? It's not necessarily that the 68-degree temperature is dangerous. It, you think about all the people that don't have homes in the metro area. They need a way to cool down their bodies. And with the temperatures in the 90s, triple digits, and then the 80s throughout the you know the evening hours, you just don't have a way to efficiently cool down your body. So that's it's easy to get a heat, you know, heat stroke or heat exhaustion. But another thing is, of course, we don't have a lot of homes with hardcore efficient ACs. And so um, mm, it, it becomes difficult to cool down your homes. And so that's why we want to emphasize that, uh, yeah, it's going to be hot for multiple afternoons, maybe six to seven. Is it fair to say, Mark, six to seven hot afternoons could be on the way? I think that's a good possibility. Uh, back and in then, 2009, we had a similar setup, although in that one, we hit 106 twice. But um, we, I think we had nine or 10 days uh, at or above 90. And the record is right about there. But um, I'd say for sure, we right now in our seven-day forecast, we have five days at or above 90. And four of those are above 95. So, um, yeah, yeah, this could be a long duration thing. It may go through next Thursday, Friday. We'll see about that. You know, beyond that, that's beyond our seven-day forecast. But um, all models are in good agreement. Jeff, you've been looking mm -hmm. at stuff as well. But um, mm -hmm. um, there has been some disagreement with the uh, – uh, the American model, the GFS, has been consistently the, – the upper-level heights aren't quite as high. And, and it's amazing that three days – What is he, what do you mean that by that, Mark? What, oh, yeah. Break, so break the, it down for the non-weather nerds. Yeah, let's say we, we, sometimes it's called a heat dome or a large area of upper-level high pressure. And uh, um, the GFS the model has been consistently not as high with the, with the, the, the heat dome, not, not, basically not as warm. I guess I should just make it simpler. Just yeah, not as good. warm. And it's been consistently doing that through the middle of next week. Um, but we look at many different things. One is we, we look at the operational version of each model, the highest resolution. There's one of the, the GFS model, the one of the European. Uh, there are others as well. Sometimes I look at this Canadian model. It does pretty well. But um, we look at those and we look at the temperatures at, um, let's just get into the geekery here, Jeff. We got 850 millibar temps, which is a temperature in Celsius at about four to 5,000 feet. And we use those numbers quite a bit forecasting for our heat waves because we know how hot it's going to be above. And, you know, what is that going to translate to down at the surface? But um, 
the the GFS, the American model has consistently been running a bit cooler. It's come up a little bit um, and the European has been at the hot end. But then what I like to do, especially these last few years, there are ensembles of each of these models. So like the GFS, I think, has 30 versions of itself that are run at the same time. They just tweak the intro, uh, tweak the, the initialization slightly. European has 51 members. So when I look at these ensembles, then I get a better idea. Okay, they're all kind of in agreement on this one thing. And, and uh, the European and the Canadian, they're all on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday between plus 23 and plus 25, those those four days, Monday through Thursday next week. And, and that's hot enough to get us up to right around 100, even without an east wind. Mm-hmm. Whereas the GFS has been hanging around 19 to 21. I know it's minor, but that's enough to say like, okay, it'll be 95 instead of 100 degrees. Right. So with, when I just trust the um, having those ensembles the same for day after day on the European and the, the GM, the, the Canadian. That's why, that's why I went slightly higher, right around 100 more or less for four days there. Yeah, so I think... Basically, what you're saying is it's going to turn hot on Sunday, but two out of three of the models are saying it's going to be like mid 90s hot Sunday, while or early, low to mid 90s. Well, yeah, low to yeah. Um, the the GFS, the American model, doesn't bring this high pressure system right over the top of us as quickly. So yes. Yes. it might be a little bit of a delayed response there. But well, I I like what you're thinking, Mark. If two out of three of the models are consistently showing it starting Sunday or, you know, kicking in earlier, then we lean toward that. Um, and that's part of forecasting, right? Um, yeah. we, have to, we have to be really careful about posting one model, throwing mm-hmm. the temperatures on a map, and saying right. this is a forecast. And we know a lot of people will do that across, <laughs> across the country, and you just got to be really careful because uh, that's why we have these jobs, because we have to, you know, we have to um, take into account if there's going to be a lot of cloud cover and the models may not be picking it up or, you know, a, yeah. a wind kicks in or something like True. that. So anyway, so there two is going to be a l- – oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say two other thoughts. One is we can enjoy the next couple of days, Friday, Saturday, real comfortable. We got the marine layer. But um, I was looking at just the NAM model. Uh, it goes cooler, you know, about 10 degrees cooler tomorrow and Saturday. I mean, uh, that's what it's surface temps thing. And then it, it jumps it up 19 degrees on Sunday. The European jumps the temperatures about – 13 degrees on Sunday. So clearly Sunday is going to be the beginning of the heat wave, probably low right. 90s. I think it's right. most like that. That's why I did adjust that that Sunday temperature up a degree or so. Sorry, Jeff. Oh, no, I it's I cool. One, one above you or two above you. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's fine. It's fine. And, uh, you know, uh, we <laughs> talked about this dry streak that we're in, but mm-hmm. some of the high-resolution models are kicking out a little bit of moisture, a little bit of drizzle on uh, oh. Friday morning. So don't think it's going to be enough to squeak. Technically, we would need – one hundredth of an inch of rain to end the dry streak. Don't know if we're going to be able to squeeze that out, but I agree. Um, you might get a little bit of you might get a little moisture on your windshield enough to get your cars dirty on uh, Friday morning's commute. Or so. if you're listening to this on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, you know sometimes we don't get to our podcasts. Uh, I don't I don't always listen to all the podcasts on my feed immediately. Uh, it may have already happened, so we will see if we predicted right. the future correctly there. How about the records next week, Jeff? I got some numbers here. Perfect. Let's hear them. So the records, I'll just just the records for Sunday through Thursday. We got five days. We got a 100, 100, 100, 103, and 106. Ooh, some some records may fall next week. Yeah, that could happen. Monday or Tuesday, we're going to be really close. It's going to be tough to do Wednesday and Thursday. That was mm. from that 2009 heat wave, mm, the 103 okay. and 106. So yeah, I mean, this is the hottest time of the year. I mean, our big heat waves have occurred often last half of July, first part of August. What about the right. lows? Let's see. 
I've got him here. Where are they? Oh, here we go. Um, for Monday morning at 67, this would be the record warm overnight low. Right. We got a 67 Monday, 67 Tuesday, then a 72 Wednesday and 74 on Thursday. I think uh, those two are two of our three hottest, warmest overnight temps, but I don't want to have the year. I forget when that was. And the only, I mean, it, you brought up the fact that we might get a little bit of Pacific moisture in the air yeah, the part I of the see week. that on the maps. Yeah, a little bit. There's like a. I hate to. I usually don't use the term seepage because it's kind of. Well, it's kind of a gross term, um, but I have just. I what I notice on every single model, there is no significant east wind coming through the gorge. There's no significant easterly wind coming over the Cascades, and when that happens, it just seems like we see the dew points creep up around to around 60 in the low 60s, and that. It keeps the overnight temperatures warmer. That's always a problem I've noticed here. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I got to say, when we have a heat wave coming, I really like to see. I mean, I want to see a dry easterly wind to keep that humidity lower. But uh, we will see. And I, I was, we started using a little bit more uh, in the way of dew point graphics. And I had a lot of viewers reaching out about dew points because I think a lot of people think we need to check the relative humidity to check. Mm-hmm. When it, what the, you know, oh, yeah, why don't like you outside. explain that? Why, why we yeah. don't use relative humidity, especially in our climate, I suppose? Well, I mean, it can be 20 degrees outside, and the relative humidity could be 100%. And mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not, you know, emphasizing that it's going to be a humid day. But, and that's why it's a relative thing, relative humidity. Dew point, in, my, in many of our opinions, is the best measure of moisture in the lower atmosphere. Um, because when the dew point... So you've got the temperature, the air temperature, the ambient temperature, and the dew point mm-hmm. temperature. The dew point temperature, if it rises above 55, it heads into the 60s and certainly the 70s, and, and it's warm outside, you tend to really feel that. If it's in the – let's say the air temperature mark is in the 70s or 80s, and it, it's actually warm outside, and your dew point temperature is in the 60s or the 70s, boy, it Oof. really starts to feel sticky out there. But – I think what's in this case, what's most important is your air temperature will never fall below the dew point temperature. Right. Right. So if our dew point, say, rises to 68 degrees. Oh, we would hope our, not. Uh, let's, yeah, I'm just using it as an example. Okay. Our overnight low will not drop below 68 degrees in that circumstance. So that's why, that's why it's, um, we don't want our dew points to rise, we want them to stay low. Drier air leads to bigger fluctuations in temperatures between daytime and nighttime. And that's why in central and eastern Oregon in those drier climates, our temperatures will rebound quickly during the day. They'll, like this morning, for instance, we were in the 40s in eastern Oregon, but we mm-hmm. had forecast highs in the 90s. So we're talking, you know, 40 to 50 degree jump in temperatures because it's drier out there. So Yeah, in the high um, desert, you can have high desert, you can have frost at 7 a.m. and have a high of 75 at 5 p.m. Exactly. That so, wouldn't happen in Portland. So let's hope that the dew points don't creep too high during this heat wave next week. Um, and by the way, you talked about these records, Mark. Really quickly, just want to remind everyone, um, yes, this is not going to be an extreme heat wave like last year in terms of temperatures being extreme. Last year's heat wave in 2020 – or 2021, excuse me, in June 2021, we had a high temperature of 108, 112, 116, back to back to back, shattering our all-time records. Um, you know, Mark, a similar setup just occurred this week in parts of Europe. Do you want right. to, maybe we should kind of mention that, um, because I've seen a lot of climate scientists that have been connecting 
that heat dome. Not saying that it's it's the same heat dome or anything, but the mm-hmm. setup was kind of similar to the one that we experienced last summer. Uh, the UK has been uh, really like at the top of the news cycle because they ended up hitting their all-time record high of 104 degrees or around 40 degrees Celsius this week. And um, that's incredible. I know it doesn't sound like it's you know super-duper hot, but... Mark, the UK is at like the same latitude as British Columbia. You head up north yeah. to British Columbia, yep. you, you know, you go across the globe, and that's roughly the latitude that the UK is at. It's it's very unusual for them to hit those kind of extremes. That'd be like, I think, actually, probably London, I'm guessing, without looking at the stats, I'm guessing London's summer weather is probably similar to Vancouver, BC, or even farther north, because they're surrounded by that cold North Sea and then the Atlantic Ocean to the west, so they don't get as warm as us in the summer, but their winters are pretty much the same as us. But yeah, for them to hit a 104, that's just amazing. For them to hit 95 is amazing. Exactly. And the wildfires that have been breaking out across Western Europe has been a big story as well. Um, It's just eerily similar to what we had last year. And I'm so grateful that we had such a wet spring and early summer. I know it was a headache to a lot of you, um, Mm -hmm. but we tried to emphasize what it was doing uh, to alleviate our fire danger out here. And boy, has it done that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking that today, Jeff, as I was driving along the freeway and it was very dry off on each side. And I thought, oh, thank God we did have all that rain. Yes, it was annoying, but um, we would be, you know, we'd be in real trouble if we get this far into late July and we'd had dry weather in the spring once again. So it was a blessing that way, I suppose. But yeah, it's going to get hot. Like you said, yeah, it's not going to be extreme for the the high temperatures, but I think this is going to be an extremely long heat wave, which is going to make a lot of people cranky. And I was looking, I was looking at uh, some of those ensembles that you were just describing, Mark. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the first signals of like a decent rain are not really showing up until like the end of the first week of August. I mean, we could go quite a ways. And I haven't looked at the latest ensembles. I just got done with my afternoon nap because I wake up at one fifteen in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so you'll have to, you know, uh, let me know if I'm wrong at this point. But it, it, it sounds like, you know, we're gonna have to wait one to two weeks before maybe some kind of rain signal appears in the Northwest again. Yeah. And in reality, except for that one day, we haven't really had measurable rain in a little over a month now. The The, the dry season pretty much started on the 19th last month, or was it the 16th? Was it the 19th or the 16th? I forget. I'm looking right now. Yeah, there we go. We, uh, backing up one month. Here we go. Oh, it was the, I'm sorry, it was the 19th. We had a hundredth of an inch that day. And other than one day with rain uh, in early July, that was it. And that was 17 hundredths this month, which typically this is our driest month of the year and our second warmest. I think we average about a half an inch of rain at PDX in the month of July. And we're not going to hit that this year. We're going to stay below that. But I guess it's been better than the last two Julys. I think we, I think we've exceeded the last two Julys total rainfall. So that's one benefit, I guess. I was thinking one other thing. So so far this summer, so meteorologically we're about halfway through summer, uh, because that would be the fifteenth of July. So we're running about average temperature-wise, as I recall. Even though June was really wet here in Portland, it was uh, it was about average temperature-wise. Yeah, about average temperature-wise in June, about average temperature-wise in July so far. So this first half of summer, uh, you know, we were thinking, ooh, could this, or I was thinking at least. Could this finally be the cool summer like we had back in uh, 2010 or 2011? Nope, not going to happen because now it's obvious July is going to end up warmer than normal. So uh, once again, no cooler than normal summer. So I keep thinking one of these years it'll happen, but uh, maybe not. 
And then one more note, I noticed, Mark, that you updated our river temperature graphics. And with the warm weather coming in, the long duration heat, I know a lot of people are going to be itching to get into some kind of water. And luckily, our rivers are starting to warm up. I saw, Mark, you you updated the Columbia River through Portland and and Vancouver is up into the upper 60s. The Willamette River is approaching the mid-70s. And Mm -hmm. even though it is warming up in there, make sure you're rocking the life jackets because these are still major rivers, a lot of water flowing through, and um, easy to get caught off guard. So, But any thoughts on that? And you also mentioned, Mark, the coldest water is coming off of those higher slope rivers, like up in the Cascades. Like the uh, the Hood River and the different forks of the Hood River, the obvious ones. Boy, you get up like around Parkdale, and that uh, as it comes off the um, as it come up, comes off those glaciers, you know, it's just above freezing. And so those rivers are always really chilly. But boy, they, you you go 10, 15 miles away from that, and that water warms up pretty rapidly. So just be careful. Watch out for the currents. Enjoy the lakes. It's time to enjoy summer. So enjoy it. But um, yeah, we will see. And climatologically speaking, Mark, uh, this is around the time when we should have our heat waves. Are, oh, what, yes. are, what are the odds that this is going to be the most extreme heat wave of summer? I give it a, a big uh, – I'm really putting my note, putting my neck out here. I give it a 50-50 chance that this is the uh, hot, hottest of summer. Yeah, I saw that in your blog, so I just wanted to see if you were still so. on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, folks. So I got two things to point out. One is the weather blog. And, Jeff, I need to get you on that weather blog because I'm going to be off um, – actually out of town um, most of next week. So I think I think this could be your big debut on the weather blog in between Ooh. all your numerous morning hits. Are um, you going to let me jump on that, Mark? Is, that's I, a yes, big deal. Yes, you should. Ooh. You need to get on there. People okay. demand information. This is your. Okay. This is some big exposure for you. That's what we see <laughs> in the TV business. A lot of exposure. Um, but that, and, and we do have, a, not really new, but we've kind of upgraded it, our Fox 12 weather app. Just Fox 12 weather. It's easy to find on, you know, Apple or or the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, uh, is it Android? iTunes? No. Yeah. Android. I was thinking of Android, but um, anyway, on your app store, wherever you go yeah, and Fox 12 weather. And we do videos now where we talk to you and, and explain what's going on. And uh, a lot, a lot of content on there that maybe you might not find at other stations on their apps. So we're trying to put a lot more effort into our app. Cause you know, as, as my son says, dad, I don't need you. I've got the app here. He's 21. <laughs> Let's be He's honest. Saying, We've been working yeah. pretty hard on that app, Mark. We have. Yeah. It, so please it, download it, it's really cool. I, I, I wanted to mention that um, we're going to be doing a lot more with this app and we're going to be kind of promoting it uh, in the coming weeks. But one of the cool parts about this app is we can send personalized um, videos. I could, go, I could go down, Mark, all the way down on a map and circle your neighborhood and send you an update that you're going to get two inches of snow, which I will funny. never do. I will never do that. But um, <laughs> it, you're going you're gonna to see that we're sending a lot of cool video updates and you'll see us from the Weather Center and um, so you'll, you won't necessarily have to tune into every we- you know newscast uh, to get your weather. This is going to be a really cool feature for us, uh, especially when the weather gets a little bit more active during the fall and the yes. winter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, everybody stay cool. And now is the time to kind of plan ahead and figure out how you're going to keep your homes cool and, and your lives cool next week, because, um, this is going to be about a week long stretch of temperatures climbing above 90 and overnight lows turning warm. So, Stay safe out there. Thanks for joining us on episode 38 of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast, and we'll be talking to you soon. And make sure you check in with your older friends as well. So stop your waiting and hesitating and tell us, please tell us about the weather.